Normal isn't working. So the key thought was if we want what normal people have, we do what normal people do. If we want what few people have, we must do what few people do. So I want you to help me out today when it comes to finances. How many know that normal is broke? Normal is broke. Normal is survival, living paycheck to paycheck. Normal is debt. Normal is always struggling. Normal is just, oh, I don't know how I'm going to get. I just, if I can get through this week, we'll see how next week is. I believe God has something better than normal financially for us. How many know that in relationships, normal is divorce, normal is living together, normal is just, you know, we're staying together just for the sake of the children. I want something better in relationship than just that. How about you? When it comes to life, what's normal? Just trying to make it through. Just, you know, if I can just, oh my goodness, just hang on. Vacation, what's that? And if you do take one, charge it. Charge it. Christmas, charge it. And pay for it for years. Normal, keep the kids out of jail. Maybe if you're lucky, you can retire at 65 or 70, play by the beach, go golfing, maybe do some gardening. How many believe God has something better for normal than, you, than what everybody else is doing? God has a better plan for you. If we want what normal people have, we do what normal people do. If we want what few people have, we do what few people do. It's time to get a little bit weird. I got a jump start on weird as a kid. Now, my parents are here, so they can validate all of this. Um, but me and my best friend would put on magic shows for our neighborhood. And we, you know, we, so, and they came to every magic show we had, you know. I mean, we'd have it under our carport for most of the time. And they'd come to them. And the neighborhood, and some of the adults, I think they came just because we begged them. You know, and we would, of course, we'd charge them. <laughs> we'd charge them, like 25 cents. You want to come to the magic shows? 25 cents. You know, and then, of course, we'd take our money and we'd go down to the candy store that wasn't too far from the house. But anyway, we'd do these magic shows and stuff. And then um, bullies in the neighborhood, Jeff Schwartz and Patrick Duffy. I hope you're not here, Jeff or Patrick. Because <laughs> that'd be weird. <laughs> they would find out, you know, and stuff. And then they would pick on us. They'd pick on me and Mike. And they'd always try to fight us and all that kind of stuff. And they would say things because we were the magic guys make us disappear. And uh, sometimes it was really hard to do that, but but even as a kid uh, or even as an adult, have you ever had somebody tell you that it's okay to be different? It's okay to be different. Now, the world's different and God's different are two different things. I understand that, but I hope you find this out. It is okay to be different if you're led by the Spirit of God. It is way, 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 way better to be different God's way because normal isn't working. Now, quite honestly, what about this? Normal could be sin. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to death. That's kind of sobering. Normal, again, is where the crowd is going. I'm going to pray that you have the courage to leave the broad road and get on the narrow one following Jesus. Normal people call us weird. You won't care because normal isn't working. You know, they just want, they want, their, you know, misery loves company. Isn't that true? If they're miserable, it's sure a lot better if you're miserable with them, they think. But when some of the same stuff happens to you that happens to somebody else, but you don't get miserable, that's not normal. And that's weird. And they see that. What that is is God. 1 Peter 1.16 says, Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. 
That word holy is kind of intimidating. When we see the word holy, we think, man, there's just no way we could be holy. Because, and I'll tell you why, because you and I know how we are. You know the real you. You know, a lot of us, even though we're Christians, we get saved again every Sunday morning before we walk in here. When we get out of the car, we put on our Sunday. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I get it. We, we understand that, but that, that holy part, because we know sometimes we don't think the right things. We don't say the right things, or we don't do the right things. So that can get kind of holy, So I wanted to, or intimidating. So I wanted to help you out. I hope this helps you. The word holy comes from the Greek word hagios, H-A-G-I-O-U-S. The technical meaning, listen to this, is different from the world. To be pure, set apart, to be different. That helped me. God's saying in this very impure world, I want you to be pure. Be set apart. Don't be normal like the rest. Be different. Just because everybody does that might not be the thing that you need to do. If you're seriously following Jesus and his teachings, he's going to lead you off that broad road off that broad path, he's going to put you on the narrow one. And our goal is not just to be weird for weird's sake. I can do that. We know people that will just be weird just because they just want to be weird. But I'm talking about being different for God's sake, which the world will think is weird. It'll set you apart. People will call you names. The moment you leave that path, you'll be smacked in the face with people who will make fun of you. Where are you going? Stay with us. Normal people are here with us. What are you doing? Stay here. And you're going to have pressure to conform to the norm. You're going to want to have to try to be like everybody else because they don't like too much different. Psalm 69, 9 through 12 says this, because zeal for your house has eaten me up and the those who reproach you have fallen on me when I wept and chastened my soul with fasting. That became my reproach. I also make sackcloth my garment. I became a byword to them. Those who sit at the gate speak against me, and I am the song of the drunkards. I read that, and I'm like, I wish I understood exactly everything I just read. So, I mean, you ever do that? You read the Bible and go, oh, that's good. What's it mean? Got no idea. Except there's something going on with drunkards and by the gate. I don't know. Here's what the New Living Testament says. Passion for your house has consumed me. Now, I want you to think about this David writing. Passion for your house has consumed me. Insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. You know what he's saying? He's saying, God, they're making fun of you, and it hurts me. It's fallen on me. And when I weep and when I fast, they scoff at me. When I dress in burlap to show sorrow, they make fun of me. I am the favorite topic of the town gossip, and all the drunks sing about me. Now I started going, okay, now, boy, that makes a little more sense. So here's the deal. If you think you're weird, but there's no drunk people making up songs about you, you can get a little weirder. <laughs> uh, so here, listen to this. We can all get a little weirder for God. We get that. But I, I want you to not to get stuck in the bucket. Let me explain. You know there's a story. Uh, they put crabs in a bucket, okay? They put all these crabs in a bucket. And finally, a crab says, I don't like this bucket. I want to get out. And it starts to climb up, and another crab says, oh, no, you don't. And it pulls that crab down. And it won't let the crab get out of the bucket. And another one tries, and another one tries. And they keep pulling each other down. They won't let any crabs get out of the bucket. 
As soon as you try to leave the broad road by the Spirit of God and you try to go to the narrow road, beware of the crabs. Don't get stuck in the bucket. Crabby people will pull you back. Come back to normal. That's weird. This is just a phase. You'll see. I'll give you six months and you'll be back. I was told that personally. I give you six months. I was told that for our marriage. I was told that for Christianity. I give it six months. You may ask, Brett, why do crabs do that? We don't know. Crabs don't talk. (laughs) I'm just saying. But people do. People don't like people to rough their feathers. They don't like to be, you know, if if everybody's normal, they don't like to be abnormal i remember sitting remember when perkins or not perkins excuse me isley's remember the restaurant isley's where the drugstore is now remember that I, I sat in there one morning i was i was eating breakfast and a dude walks in spiked hair blue purple pierced tattooed and when he walked in leather he made sounds he jingled he jangled you know and he walks in and everybody looks at him and he and I turned around and looked at him and he sat right beside me. They had that where you could sit up at the, you know, yeah, counter. Yeah, that's it. So I sat up there and, I, you know, I'm, I guess I really I was looking. I mean, this is what he said. He turns to me. I mean, when he looked at other people, they were like. He turns to me and he goes, what are you looking at? And without even thinking, this is what I said. I'm looking at you. I'm like, dude, you look like a neon sign. What do you expect? What I'm trying to tell you, the point is, people don't like things to look different. And we got a lot of folks that sometimes they're just weird for weird's sake. They like to stick out. They want to be abnormal. And then they don't like it when people stare at them. Maybe that's because they're just doing it for the wrong reasons. I, I, I don't know. Just because somebody has colored hair or spiked hair doesn't mean they're a bad person. Just because they're tattooed doesn't mean they're bad. Maybe they came from something else. We don't know. But we have to start saying, God, what's your definition? What do you want? People like comfort in crowds. All your life, you're going to have to deal with conform with the norm. Just time to fix the donuts. Just say yes. Don't go against the grain. There's two different kinds of pressure we're going to talk about today. Kind of like your belly button, an innie or an outie. (laughs) There's the inward pressure, and number two, there's the outward pressure. Those are our two points today. We're going to talk about uh, the first one here in just a second. We want to make, well, let's just talk now. The first one is the inward pressure, the need to please. We want to make other people happy. We don't want them to think we're weird. We want them to like us. We want them to be our friend. We want to blend in. We want to be normal. You know, if we do something new, let's just be honest. If we do something that not everybody's doing, what do we, we start thinking, what will people think? What, what, what will happen? What will they think? They'll think we're weird, and we want everybody to like us. We want them to blend in with us, and we want to blend in with them, and we want to be normal. Will they understand? Will they make fun of me? Proverbs twenty nine twenty five says, Fear of man brings a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Snare in the, in the Hebrew is this, moquesh, M-O-Q-U-E-S-H. And it means trap, snare, hook, or a ring in an animal's nose. So fear of man is like this. Some of you are going, that's gross. I'm doing this all for the glory of God and for your sake right now. <laughs> you'll thank me later because you'll remember this illustration. 
But when you do something, right away, man on the other road is going to say, what are you doing? Whoa, that's, that's weird. You, you don't fit in. Or God wants you to do something and you start to do it. And just when you think the ring's out of your nose, I don't know if I like you anymore. And so we have this need to please. I did bring hand sanitizer. I'm just, just saying. So if any of you want to shake my hand later, I'm good, okay? You're... <laughs> So God might lead you to do something that's going to look different from the crowd. He might have you go up and witness to someone or say something or pay for somebody's breakfast or do something that's just abnormal or give your seat to someone on the subway or, or the train or, or wherever. Uh, and people will be like, oh, that's weird. I don't like to. I'll even go into a doctor's office. If I'm sitting and there's ladies standing, I it's hard for me to sit there at least without saying, ma'am, you can sit, please. I don't know if that's weird to you, but to me, it would be weird for me to sit and not ask. You're saying, God, what would you have me do? What if he says this? I want you, I want you to do this. I don't want you to watch as much TV as you've been watching. I want, to, I want you to do something else that will put more of your thoughts towards me. Well, God, that's, that's weird. People might wonder, well, maybe you're going to dress more modestly in this immodest world maybe you decide you know what i i don't need to show all the goods that's weird what will people think you see fear of man will prove to be a snare but the bible says whoever trusts in the lord will be safe i think there's people here in my voice today that aren't doing what god wants them to do because they're afraid of what people will think they're afraid they'll be called weird they're People at work, maybe family, I don't know, that'll just say, that's weird. Becoming obsessed with what people think about you is the quickest way to forget what God thinks about you. When you become obsessed with what others think about you, in other words, past normal, is the quickest way to forget what God thinks about you. Some of us live that way. What will they think? What will they say? Surrendering the opinions of others is going to draw you back to the normal wide broad road if you if you're going to listen to what everybody says if god's told you to do something and you go back you can get back to that wa- wide broad road and you don't want that parents you have to teach your kids it's it's okay to be different it's not just okay it's better it's better it's way better if you build these values in your kids you give them a strong sense of identity a foundation of family and and the values that it comes with our kids are my kids are all grown but i mean when they were younger they'd say well i you know we go over to so-and-so's house and they're allowed to do this or they can watch this and they can do that and we would simply say look at where you are this is not their house and they would come to the realization okay all right and and i I don't have to be responsible for for what billy's allowed to do or or mary or sally or jimmy or johnny or you know whatever i have to be responsible for for my house so we, we began to build values in our children. Uh, we do things in our family that normal people don't do. You know, and and uh, let me, can I tell you about some weirdness in my family? Can I do that? And just know this is my weird. It's not your weird. Is anybody else hot besides me? Okay, that's what I thought. So I'm going to walk over here and act like I know what I'm doing. 
There we go. Uh, you know, we're about, this is October, and, and towards the end of this month is trick-or-treat. We decided to be weird in our house. We, particularly in our house, we don't participate in trick-or-treat. It's our weird. doesn't have to be your weird. But we just didn't, we didn't go with what it symbolized and all that stuff and, and all that. And in churches, we've had harvest parties and that kind of thing, and we were okay with that. We just didn't do the whole trick-or-treat thing because of our own personal convictions. So that was our weird, okay? And, and we, got, we got told we were weird for that. We got told by our kids got told they were weird for that. <laughs> you know, we, so what we did for years on, on you know, you're going to think this is weird. On Halloween, we put up our Christmas tree. It wasn't a real tree for those of you that are Smokey and the Bandit people. <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> Smokey the Bear. <laughs> Yeah, your phone's going to light up there. Is he smoking the man? Oh, look what he said today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but we established a family identity and a strong one. Our kids, you know, it might be weird to other people, but our kids knew beyond a shadow of a doubt they had love and acceptance in our house. They knew that they were loved, we, you know, and that we loved God. And it might be different from what everybody else. That was our weird. Now, you can, I'm not telling you to do something that I did just because, like, oh, a pastor does that. You ask God. You can have your own weird. You don't have to copy mine, but um, that was what we did. Wherever family identity is strong, peer pressure is going to be weak. Wherever family identity is strong, peer pressure is going to be weak. And just the opposite. Wherever family identity is weak... Peer pressure is going to be strong. So we have to understand, as Gleesmans, we're different. And I'm okay with that. Well, I'm telling you, that guy, he's overboard. I'm okay with that. We're passionate about the identity we have. We're passionate about celebrating with our family. We're passionate about loving each other and and being uh, who God wants us to be. That's okay. We can have that identity. There are families that are just seeking to find out who they are, let alone who their family is. And I get that. We want to strive to do the things God wants us to do. And when we do that, you're going to be pulled off that broad road onto the narrow road. And some are going to say, that's weird. Now my kids are grown and they, they embrace those values. They've saved themselves for marriage. They embrace that. And better is different. One day I get a blessed... You know, uh, just almost a year ago, I got to marry Sam and Hannah. Okay, that's awesome. I mean, you know, for, and uh, I mean, just as a parent to know both of those folks, both those kids, they're now, you know, they had values on both sides. It's not okay just to be different. It is way, way better. It's way cool to be to be different. You got to diff- you got to deal with that inward. The need to please, the fear of man. So here's our second point. The outward pressure. Criticism. Criticism. Feeling the pressure from the outside when the normal people turn from the broad road, they throw insults for those that go to the narrow road. And we've all heard them. If you've followed Jesus for any length, why'd you go to church all the time? Why do you talk about your church all? What's up with that? Who do you think you are? Do you think you're better than us? Are you holier than thou? Why do you want to help people? What do you, why do you give so much to the church? Are you crazy? You won't watch that because of what? You are a goody two-shoes. Come on. Let's do, we used to smoke weed together. Let's do that again. 
See, you hear all the people from the 70s, right on, heavy. (laughs) Remember the old times. Remember what we used to do? And you'll get made fun of. You'll get criticized. Remember the words of Jesus. John 15, 18 and 20 says this. This This is important. This is Jesus talking. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. So get ready for it. If you take that narrow road, you're going to get criticized. It's part of being different. It's part of being set apart. It's part of being pure. It's part of leaving that normal road and going to the narrow road that leads to life because normal isn't working. You know what's weird? I get comforted sometimes when I get made fun of. Now, not just being weird for being stupid, but um, weird for, for the sake of the gospel. Oh, man. You know, I've heard about your church. That's different. You know, I want you to know something. Kim and I don't want to pastor just church as usual. Just a normal church. Just an existing church. Just a religious organization. I don't want that. When you choose a narrow road, the enemy will try to give you that pressure to conform to the norm. Culture will always be trying to pull you back. That gravity. There's always going to be people that you know that knew you before that you bump into that'll be like man you're different you want to go oh yeah i'm different and if they got to know you more they'd probably say you're weird but for the right reasons the culture will try to pull us back kim and i have decided to be weird in other ways we decided to to get out of debt so we start putting all of our our energies towards doing that See, that's not really normal. But we want to be able to, to, you know, if God says, hey, I want you to go on a missions trip. Okay. I want to be able to go. I don't want to have to worry about how I'm going to pay for it. Does that make sense? I, want to, I, I don't want to have the pressure every time I put my head down at night. Is the creditor going to call? Or did we pay this? Or, or, or you know, some of the interest rate is like craziness for some of that stuff. We don't want you to have that pressure. We want to help you with that. But that's our weird. We're like, okay, we want to get out of debt. We don't want to have to worry about that. If God wants us to give, we want to give. Uh, and so we, whatever he says, and just be able to write the check. So that's weird. You know, um, we have one car right now. I want another car. I want another car. I want another car. I want another car. And there's a certain car that I want, but I want another car. But... I won't go in debt for it. I've had somebody say, well, man, just go, dude, just go get it. I could go get it. And I want to go get it. There's that gravity. But you see what? My precious is not the car. My precious died for me. So I want to be out of debt. And if he wants me to be out of debt, then I want to be out of debt. That car's not worth that normal. I'll be weird until I can pay for it. We budget what we give away at birthdays. Sometimes you might say, well, that's kind of weird. We budget what we spend on, on what we're, we've already decided on kids, unless God tells us, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to spend on each other. We budget that so that we have that. 
Does that make sense? It's easy to say, but it's not always easy to do. But, you know, she starts and, and she gets that done. We budget for new clothes. And I'm, just to tell you, my kids, when they were growing up, people would be like, we've had people say stuff like, oh, they're, they're always wearing Jordash or Hilfiger or whatever the name is. <laughs> whatever, yeah. Chick or Chic or whatever that is, I don't know. But all the, you know, and they, my kids had all this name brand stuff, you know, but she found it at Goodwill and Salvo, Salvation Army. She's just a great shopper. She just believed God would show her where the treasure was. She'd go find it. You see, we bought and shopped for old clothes before it was cool. Now it's kind of cool. Oh, I got that at Salvation Army. And now people go and buy retro stuff and go, cool. We were doing that before it was even cool. See, we were cool then. <laughs> Our church gives away our resources. We give almost everything we have away for free. If we can do it, that's what we do. I've got a, I, I know a pastor and he's a friend of mine that says, man, you need, to be, you need to charge this and this and this. You know what? We thought about it. We said, no, I don't want to do that. We've, we've thought about charging at popcorn festival time because our, our church isn't that far from, you know, it's just a few blocks and you're at a popcorn festival where you could charge. There was, everybody was charging. And I'm not saying that's wrong, so don't take this. If you're another church and you're listening to this online or whatever, I'm not saying you're, you know, if the Lord told you to charge, then charge. I don't want to charge. I want people, as much as we can help people, we want to help people. Uh, and you might say, that's, that's a, but listen, I'm just saying, I got eternal life from Jesus Christ. He charged me nothing. I didn't pay anything for that. And there'll be people that'll say, you know what, if you don't make a charge for it, and I understand in certain cases, if there's no investment, they don't care about it. But I'm just saying, I didn't do anything to earn what he gave me, and it doesn't cheapen that one bit. I got saved just, I'm telling you, the blood works no matter what. So we have just said that we want, we're not going to devalue anything. If God wants us to bless people, we want to bless them. Jesus gave his life for you and for me. So we're going to do our best. I don't know who, my wife could tell you who's saying this song because she knows music. Hit me with your best shot. Who sang that? Pat Benatar. Fire away. Don't you sometimes you just want to, you know, I'm telling when we start being weird for God, the enemy just comes at you and goes, pop, 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 pop. And he brings people around just to go, oh, that's weird. Or, you know, oh, you're strange. Oh, you're nuts. Get back over here. You almost need to just say, come on, hit me with your best shot. Because I've got something that they want, and they just don't know what it is, but they're trying to find out. When you follow Christ, you're going to leave that normal road. You're going to get to that narrow road. That broad road's going to get behind you. And people are going to criticize you. You don't need to worry about it when they do. You might want to worry when they don't. Because if they don't, chances are you're way too normal. If they never say anything about your walk with God, if they never say anything about your relationship with Jesus Christ because you just don't want to offend them in any way, shape, or form, maybe you should rethink that. You could get creative and not be so offensive. Maybe it's just your tactic or that God. I want them to know who you are and where I stand. Chances are God isn't wanting you to follow somebody else's weird to the letter. He might say, oh, yeah, you can do that. Or he might call you to do something somebody else is doing. That's fine. 
but he might, you know, I think God's got a, bless you, got a wonderful weird just for you. Bless you again. <laughs> he's wanting you to follow him. Maybe he's telling you, hey, fast for an answer to a certain problem. Foster kids and You were like, I don't know, I want to do that. Downsize your home to save if that's what he's calling you to do. Maybe drive a clunker for a while just to get out of debt. My point is when you follow God, you're going to get persecuted. People aren't always going to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Remember this in Matthew 5.10. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you. Say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for they persecute the prophets who are before you. When people hurl uneducated insults at you, you need to rejoice. Praise God, I'm doing something. Now listen to me. When people are saying, you know, Brett, you're weird. You, you know, and I know I'm doing something in a God way, not being weird for weird sake, but I'm shining for God in a way or I'm standing up and saying, I'm not doing that, that's not right. I can't go there. I, no, I can't, I'm sorry. And they're like, oh man. You know what they're comparing you with? Think about this. And I never thought this till I wrote this down. And I'm like, that rings. They're comparing you when you are weird for God with Jesus. My friend, that's good company. That is, uh, you want to compare me to Jesus? I don't even measure up, but man, that's, that is a compliment. You're going to put me in the, in the realm of that? I mean, if I think, check this out. If I say, Mother Teresa, here's what our mind goes. We go, oh, 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 Mother Teresa. Okay. Yeah. Mike Tyson. Hmm. You automatically categorize those not in the same league. But we start thinking, man, you know, and people go and Jesus saying, if they if they did it to me, they're going to do it to you. If you're following me, just know they're going to do it to you. Sometimes we act, we're like, I can't believe they did that. Why not? It's right there. It's in the book. You know, this is going to sound like, Brett, that's weird, but I I pray you are persecuted in a good way for your faith. Because you know what? That's telling everybody else you love Christ. Not in a bad way. So I don't want you to mistake that. But I just, I pray this. I pray that you're different. I mean, you can take an insult or two, can't you? If someone says, you're weird. I wouldn't be giving that. I wouldn't be doing that. I wouldn't help them. You can live your whole life trying to please people. But you never can please everyone. Never. But you can please God. And that's the most important. I'm almost finished. First Thessalonians. Hard to say that without sounding like I'm lisping. First Thessalonians 2.4. But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. We speak as messengers. This is the new living of this. Approved by God and be trusted with the good news. Our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. You see, God knows how you are. What he's saying is, if you're doing it for the wrong motive, he'll see that. But if you're doing it like, Lord, I'm doing it for you, he'll see that. And we want to please God, not man. Because if we become obsessed with what men think about us, that's the quickest way to to forget what God really thinks about us. Fear of people will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. If you want what normal people have, you do what normal people do. If you want what few people have, 
You do what few people do. When you follow Christ, you'll be different. You'll be holy. You'll be set apart and you will be persecuted. If somebody said, hey, you get saved, it's all going to be roses and cream and coffee. You'll have Starbucks the rest of your life. That is not true. Don't worry. Just, you know, when those come, I just rejoice. Praise God. You don't have to look at them and, you know, put wood on the fire, but just smile and say, Lord, I'm different. I'm, I'm being weird for you. Normal isn't working. And weird is better. If you want what normal people have, do what normal people do. If you want what few people have, you're going to have to do what few people do. If you want to begin to walk in the, the things of God, you're going to have to leave the broad road. You're going to have to go to the narrow road. And for that, you will get persecuted. But you know what? They're watching because they want what you got. And you've got to figure out, how can I tell them? But that's how we go fishing. When we're different, and people go, And they see in the midst of chaos, you're at peace. Or they see God blessing you when it seems like everything else is is amok. They go, what is that? And it actually begins, the gravity starts the other direction. Would you bow your heads, please?